You're listening to another episode of Last Night's Coffee with Chuck and John. Three, two, one. What's up, Night Shifters? We're back. Um, I'm sure some of y'all are going, dude, where's my podcast? Yeah, yeah. Um, All, uh, what do we say? Eight? Some, some oh, kind of crazy amount yeah. of people. We are the number one podcast for them. So uh, there's been a few of them that are probably wondering where we're at. We are right here. With episode 126. I'm Chuck. That's John. And we're here. We have, we're, look, it's been the holiday season and we're not on the schedule yet. Nope. Nope. Not at all. It's been tough. Uh, so, and we had construction and then we had storms. Yeah. Um, they say a poor excuse is better than no excuse at all. Yeah. Or that an excuse is the nails that build a house of failure. Oh, I like that. Mm. I like so, that. Mm-hmm. I don't think uh, – good thing we're podcasting not building houses. <laughs> yeah, my parents used to always tell me, um, give me a reason, not an excuse. Oh, well, the reason is we <laughs> didn't make it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's, That's right. That's the reason. <laughs> How was so your weekend? Here, huh? How was your weekend? Oh, my weekend was – pretty good help Cheyenne get packed up um, yeah you have one really leaving the nest like yeah she is flocked all the way down to Florida yeah how do you feel about that you now have a child living out of state does it feel that much different you know it's pretty cool I mean I won't see her as much but like I've probably texted her more this week than I have on a normal week so yeah yeah um Giving you reason to be more in touch, at least. I know some some people in her family were kind of um, hurt that she was leaving. Mary Beth was sad that she was leaving, but she understood. I told her, I said, "I'm excited." Yeah, uh, you're getting to do what everybody goes when everybody goes. Oh, we should stay. We when we go on vacation, we should stay here. We should move here. Yeah, everybody wants to move to Florida. It's beautiful. Well, she's place. she's at that opportunity to move. Yeah, and that's awesome. I mean, I think there's a lot of young people that have that kind of, I don't want to necessarily say pipe dream, but it is for most people a pipe yeah. dream, moving closer to the beach, being closer to those things. And um, most of us don't get that opportunity. Most of us don't. They're in Sanford, Florida. So uh, that's directly between Daytona Beach, which is her favorite beach, mm-hmm. and the Disney theme parks. That's awesome, man. That's perfect. Yeah, perfect. Wow. Uh, wow. Congratulations, Cheyenne. Yeah, we're going down this weekend because we got to finish helping move some stuff because it wouldn't all fit. Oh, wow. Did they take a big U-Haul or something? One big truck? They had a 20-footer. They had her car full of stuff, his car full of stuff, and his his parents' rental car full of stuff. Wow. Wow. And oh, we we're bringing some stuff. Most of the stuff we're bringing is like cleaning supplies because Mary Beth went in and cleaned up yesterday mm-hmm. morning before the storms or between the storms. I don't know. <laughs> their old house. She went and cleaned their old yeah, house. Yeah, she went and cleaned up the old house. Yeah. Well, that's very nice of her. Yeah, so we got to take that stuff down there. Plus, we just want to go. What was the name of the town again? Sanford. Sanford. Okay, so you're headed yeah. to Sanford, Florida for the weekend. Yeah, and she started off with a tornado warning yesterday 
So, oh, jeez. I was like, it's just the Florida well, weather welcoming you. That's right. That's right. Now, yeah. um, are are you guys staying a couple of nights there? What's the deal? Yeah, I think we're going to make a long weekend out of it. Are you staying at her place? Are you going to – they got a room for you? What's up? Uh, well, his parents are down there still, so they're staying at their, pla- her, their place. Yeah. And we're staying at a hotel. It's called in – the town is – it's a different town. It's called Deltona. Oh. But it's pretty much the same town. Okay. Like it's 11 minutes away from their house. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That's not bad. No, it'll be, be you know, get a little dose of Florida. Yeah, that's right. That's um, right. You get to move your child in out of state. That's crazy, yeah. man. Yeah, rumor has it that we're going to Disney Springs to eat. Saturday night, so Ooh, I could go for that. Yeah, I know that's right. I know that's I'm right. I'm for the House of Blues. So I don't know. Man, I can't wait to hear that recap. That's going to be a good weekend review, right yeah, there. That, you get to go to a House of, Blues. of course. We'll be late again next week. Yeah, we'll be late. We'll be late again next week if you're going to be traveling. Right? When are you coming yeah. back? Uh, coming back Monday. Right. We got the long weekend with work now. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll take it. Uh, so, yeah. So then after that, hopefully we'll get on a regular schedule and you'll be getting last night's coffee with Chuck and John on Tuesdays as promised. That's right. That's right. Go back to our regular release date of Tuesday. Yes. Tuesday. So what'd you do yeah, this weekend? You got a new family member, right? Oh, I did, man. I did. Yeah. That's so that's my weekend in review was uh we've got a new house cat named Toby. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he's cute as far as kittens go. He's like eight weeks old. Um I'm not a cat guy. I think they're little gentle reminders of loneliness, like up in a corner somewhere, you know. That's just kind of just you see them and you just remember how lonely you are. You know, um, <laughs> okay. I got they're weird. I don't. I don't like cat. Like, all right. When I found out how many billions of animals house cats kill every year, yeah, it's a crazy. Which, number. yeah, it's. I thought it was just a. You know, when I heard someone talk about it was a few billion, I, I or billions, I thought it was just going to be a few billion. It's fourteen billion. Yeah, that's a lot of animals. It's fourteen billion, and that's in the U.S. alone. They're just little killers. Um, it's already plotting to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, someone brought up something to me over um, over the weekend when I was talking about cats. And they said that um, that cats allowed us to domesticate them. You know how we domesticated dogs? Like, we domesticated dogs. Right. They say that cats allowed us to domesticate them. Like, they kind of took a liking to us. I don't like that. Isn't that weird? I don't trust cats. I don't either. I've got some I don't either. About this Not cat. at all. Did this cat previously live outside? No. Okay, so it was born a house cat. Yes. Okay, well, you, that's good. Yes, I got a head start there. Um, when y'all went to pick up the cat, did y'all have to chase it? <laughs> um, I've had to chase him a couple of times. No, I mean, like, when you got it at the place, whoever you got it from. Oh, no, we actually got delivery. So it was a friend of ours that delivered it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
from Big Brown, as a matter of fact. So in his uniform and everything, uh, shout out Fred. Um, my brother Fred brought over brought over this this little kitten to us on Saturday morning. So like, okay. yeah, yeah, like a little present delivery. Oh, nice. Well. Yeah. So we got him in a cat carrier and, uh, you know, oh, I, I we just got him out of the cat carrier. And he was fine. He's been okay. Uh, it's been it's been funny to watch Beasley kind of adjust to him, you know, because Beasley's humongous. Yeah, and clumsy. Like, and clumsy. One swipe of her paw and that little guy is done. Um, but they're, they're getting used to each other. It's, uh, it's been interesting to watch, but yeah, huh. it's pretty fun. It's well, pretty fun. Have good luck with this cat. We had a, I hope so. House cat when I was growing up and I, it didn't like me. It didn't like anybody. Yeah. It hid most of the time. Most of the time it just hid. Yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with that though. That's, that's kind of the best kind of cat in my opinion. Uh, yeah, that's true. It attacked me and my brother. Oh, well, that, that's maybe not the best kind of cat, okay? Uh, it didn't like engine sounds. Well, that's not a good thing for uh, a not, family full of mechanics. No, not for us at all. And uh, we were playing a racing video game huh. on Nintendo, sitting yeah. on a stool, you know, like a, like a footstool. Yeah. And that cat attacked my back. No. Yeah. Just yeah. clawed up your back? Yeah. Dude, what a jerk of a cat. What was this cat's name? Roseanne. Roseanne. What? Was it named after Roseanne Barr? I can't remember who was it. Was it a fat cat? Her. No, not at all. Oh. oh. It was a skinny little scrawny thing. Oh. Mean as crap. Catherine likes fat cats. She's trying to make this one fat already. She's like feeding them all the time. <sighs> I don't know if you can make a cat fat. But she's got a point. I can't think of a mean fat cat. No, no. I've never met. I've never met a mean fat cat. They're always like really chill. His name is Toby. His name is Toby. So we're assuming that it is a male cat. It is a male cat. Yes. We've checked. Yeah. Yeah. They're there. Um, You're going to want to get that thing fixed. Yeah, we're going to. You know, we had a male cat one time. It was an outside cat. We thought it was a girl. We named it Priscilla. Turned out it was Pat. <laughs> and, um, yeah. That's hilarious. Did he uh, go to spraying all over the inside of your house? No, it was an outside cat. Did I say it was outside inside cat? Well, yeah, uh, I mean, it I was an outside cat. I don't anyway, it sprayed my bass boat. Oh, oh, so every time you went fishing, yeah, for a little while, you had to smell that, yeah, every time that floor would get wet, oh man, and that cat spray is something else, dude yeah i'm I'm it, not a cat person at all, no man they're they're just not my thing, um, I'm much more of a dog person, uh now, what's crazy is, like I said, this guy, Toby, he's only eight weeks old, okay, okay, so two months old. You know, mm-hmm. Fred's cat is already back in heat, ready to have some more. Hmm. That's crazy. That is crazy. And if you if you're wondering about Fred, you can you can listen to him on Experience the People. Yeah. Not Experience. Is it Experience? Is he on Experience the People? Yeah, I did an episode with him on Experience the People, and then um, 
We have not recorded a From Fell Into Faith in quite a while. Okay. But um, I don't know that it's done. Um, you know how the holidays get with yeah. uh, with where we work. So, you know, uh, we might get back on the train. We'll see. We'll see what the, we'll see what time holds. But yes, yeah. uh, you can you can check out Fred on Experience the People. Me and him had a podcast together. Uh, have a podcast together from Fell Into Faith. Um, it's really really cool. He's got an awesome story. Um, he just released a book. I think I I shouted it out on the podcast a while back, but thanks. Man. He's got the e version of the book you can check out. Um, it's called the book's called From Fell Into Faith. Um, really awesome dude. So yeah, shout out Fred. Awesome awesome guy. Yeah, Fred's a good one. Um, yeah, for what else, sure. What else I was gonna say about cats? Oh, I know what I was gonna say about cats. Ah. I don't like it when people post these videos where they say their cat acts like a dog mm. they're one of the dogs because they don't they're tricking you yeah that cat is gonna eat your face if you die <laughs> yeah if you die they will immediately eat you and that's kind of terrifying as well like they have no feelings of you no, no. either way um, you know, they act like they love you, but that's only because like in the moment you're giving them attention or food or whatever. Yeah. As soon as you die, if you die in your home with a cat, that cat's coming after you. Yeah. You're easy, easy food at that point. Yeah. I don't like cats for that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a dog will wait until the dog's starving yeah. to start eating you. Um, but the cat, it, it, it immediately latches onto you. I mean, they're, they really are terrifying. I mean, there's some scientists who believe that our nightmares come from being afraid of big cats, like worrying about big cats attacking us at night. Mm. That's where some scientists believe that nightmares come from. Well, you like know, the every, whole concept. Every continent had a big cat at one point. Yeah, man. I mean, we had like the American lion and all kinds of stuff over here. Yeah, the mountain. we had the Black Panther. Black Panther. You got to watch out for Black Panther. They'll get yeah, you. especially when they're having parties. <laughs> I was talking about the animal. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> I know. The cryptid. I, I, got, the cryptid. I got hung up on Forrest Gump's Black Panther party. <laughs> there's a there's a t-shirt. I think I'm going to get get it from Mary Beth. Uh, this cryptid's got me thinking about it. It's Bigfoot <laughs> riding on a unicorn yes it says, believe in yourself even if nobody else does yeah yeah heck yeah dude that's awesome um do you really think there's a bigfoot in the woods right now so jane goodall you remember the, the gorilla lady yeah of course she believes there's bigfoots right now yeah like, I know that at one point in time, we've kind of proven that it may have been a real animal, Australia Pithecus, I think it's called, um, where it was like basically a giant bipedal um, ape. Um, but she thinks that like they're all over the world or just in America. Like, what's her what's her perspective, this gorilla lady, Jane Goodall? Well, there is a youtube video that we don't have time to watch ah but kind of explains she, it all yeah yeah she yeah. is okay so it says why there's a 
article that says why Jane Woodall wouldn't rule out the existence of Bigfoot. And this was in 2021. Ah. Uh. And I wish... 2021? Recent. Yeah, this is recent. This is where we need a uh, producer because I can't read and talk at the same time. <laughs> so, uh, it's all good. Something about every single country has a version. A Eddie, a Yowie in Australia. Yep. And in a wild in China. So yep. I don't know if perhaps a myth that stems from maybe the last of the Neanderthals, but then is the last of the Neanderthals still even living in remote forest? Well, that's an interesting theory. Yeah. That's a very interesting theory. I never even thought about a different type of Homo sapien being Bigfoot. So I've always shoot, thought of it as like a primate. Yeah, so I mean, you shoot I, one, is it a homicide? Uh, I mean, you know, Geico was able to find and employ some for a while. <laughs> so I've seen. So okay. I've seen. Uh, Jack, Jack Link's jerky, too. <laughs> Jack Link's jerky. Yeah. Uh, if, that's funny. If there is a Bigfoot and you, if Bigfoot listens to this podcast, we would love to have you on. We would. Um, yeah. You've been to his museum. I mean, I we're big fans. Yeah. Mary Beth works with a bunch of believers. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm a, I celebrate his entire catalog. That would be so much fun. <laughs> have they, they smell the podcast? They smell. Oh, he would learned, smell so bad. I bet he'd be like a goat. You know how goats like piss in their beards or whatever? I bet he'd yeah. do all kinds of stuff. It's like uh, that documentary about Bigfoot's Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. Or he smelled. Harry smelled. Ooh, yeah. So. Hey, so we've been talking about storms, man. We are right smack in between storms right now. Dude, right now it's beautiful outside. Yeah. A light breeze. Um. Yesterday was pretty windy. What what blew my mind about yesterday's storm is the places that rednecks love to vacation. Panama City and Gatlinburg. Gatlinburg flooded. Panama yep. City had a tornado. <laughs> and it was from the same storm. Yeah. Yeah. It was a huge system, man. When I was looking at the radar, like, it went on forever. Yeah. And that's the same storm system that gave Mary, uh, Cheyenne a tornado warning. Yeah, welcome, welcome here, tornado. Yeah. Um, so we have a winter storm though on its way, correct? Like this thing is going to bring the temperatures down real low. Yeah, next week is going to be brutal. Yeah, I think we got some teens in store for us, which is which is not fun for us in the uh, metro Atlanta area. I mean, for us to get down to the teens uh, towards central Georgia is not fun. No, no, uh, we'll, we're we will survive. Yeah, but we will survive. We'll, we'll be moving slow. I need um, a cough button, man. I've got something. You need a cough button. I've got a cough button. See? Whoa, dude. And then I'm back. And now you're back. That was really cool. That works really well. I need one, man. I need a cough button. Bad. I got, I, it's, it's, it's only sometimes, man. It's only sometimes. Well, that, that's why it's a button and not a switch. Right, right, right. Well, yeah. So we, we need some more listeners so we can so I can upgrade my <laughs> mic at least. I guess Chuck's got the latest and greatest, but it's kind of a cheap mic, but you know. 
it, yeah. it was a Walmart special. <laughs> well, hey, uh, you want to jump into this football wrap-up, dude? Yeah, the last football wrap-up of the season. That football I think season. we said that last week, too. <laughs> but, but now it's over, over. Yeah. yeah football <laughs> is over. Uh, all right, so um, you want to start with college, man? Yeah, there was a football game. It was a national championship. I didn't watch any of it. I, I, I checked the score on ESPN app a couple of times, but that's yeah. about it. It was – There's some are considering it a bl- another blowout, but Michigan beat Washington. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Now it's nine months till football starts again, and then we get to commit to the G. Commit to the G. So let me ask you something. Do you think our impression of the national championship was just because we're Georgia fans, like we're used to SEC football? Like why did why were we underimpressed with this year's national championship? Put that into words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, we like SEC football. Yeah. Um, the world likes SEC football. The yep. only people that are concerned about Michigan football are the few Michigan fans that are out there. Yeah, I don't even. I've never met a Washington fan. I know at least two Michigan fans. Yeah, I know they got a little bit of a fan base, but uh, yep. I think it's. I don't know. It's like you know when you get those World Series, where it's not exciting teams or just people are just tired. Like when it's New York versus whoever. Yeah. And nobody watches them. Yeah. So it happens. It happens. I, I don't know. I, I found the two teams a little lackluster this year, but, um, that and I think Michigan, I'm just kind of tired of the whole selection process too. the whole top yeah. four, like that yeah. whole idea. We were sold this playoff, like we're finally going to have college football playoffs and it was only four teams and it like yeah. wound up being too similar to like the weird selection that they used to do. So like, I don't know. I just haven't been too on board with the four team playoffs anyway. That and should Michigan even have been allowed to play? Well, there's that too. There's I mean, a lot of people they're like, well, the coach didn't know about the cheating. It don't matter. The coach is the representative of his people. If yeah, that's it's it was under the coach's watch. He's the head coach. Yes. If if you work for somebody and you do something egregious, your boss is gonna get fussed at. Yeah. And then you're gonna get fussed at. Yes. So you know, like 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 say you, you're working on a customer's car and it comes back, well the first person that's gonna get fussed at is the um the boss, the owner. Yep. Or, yep. And then you're going to get fussed at. And the potential loss of national championship would be the loss of the customer forever. Yeah. So, yeah, well, for a while anyway. At least for a while. Look, I think they probably deserved a little bit of a suspension or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, they needed – I don't know. I don't think they probably – they probably didn't deserve to be in there. I think it's really shady what they did. I think everybody steals. <laughs> I think that's part of the game probably, like we saw in baseball. Um, and I think we addressed it on the podcast at that point, man. It's 
It's when you start bringing in technology that I've got an issue with it. Like if you want to do it the old school way where you're standing on your sideline, you're watching their play callers, you're trying to read lips or maybe catch a little bit from across the field. Like if you want to do the old school, whatever methods from your own sideline, that's fine. But when you start sending in like imposters to someone else's sideline and you start using technology to steal the signs, that's where I begin to have an issue. Well, at one point they didn't have um, the technology of being able to watch film. On right. Martin. Sure. So I'm not taking up for them. I'm just saying, should that technology not be allowed? Should you not be able to watch film on the other team? No, I think you should be able to watch film. I think filming the play callers maybe is a little strange. Like, mm-hmm. because can you watch – can you just sit there and watch rewatch film of a play caller alone? Like that would be a little bit odd if you could do that. That could be odd. Like if you're watching the play and then you're watching the three play callers and you start. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I guarantee there's already an artificial intelligence being designed to decode these three play callers that these teams are putting out there. They've already got an AI developed to decode it all, to figure it all out. I know they do. And we're going to get into AI decoding some things after the after the uh, break. But, um, yeah, we did have a lackluster national championship this year. And I agree with you. I think there is a little question whether Michigan should have been in it in the first place. Yeah. I think that's why people didn't watch it. If it had been a Michigan year, you know, because in all actuality, Michigan does have a pretty big fan base. They do. Yeah, uh, absolutely. They've Michigan Wolverines, they've been famous for a while. I mean, popular yeah, they, for a while. They've got a lot of bandwagon fans that are, are like, well, if my team didn't make it, I'm going to cheer for Michigan. Sure. Um, sure. I think there was a less excitement about it this year just because of that. Maybe. I mean, I know I know the Harbaugh's kind of have some fans because they've got a football family, right? Yeah. So, like, the, Harbaugh, the Harbaugh's carry a little bit of fan base with them. But it's what's really funny to, to me is to think that they were ready. Michigan was ready to kick Jim Harbaugh to the curb, brother. They were ready to get rid of that yeah. dude. I mean, um, he, he just now delivered on his, on his promise to bring a national championship to Michigan, which don't get me wrong, it's not like it's something easy. No, but the, the school was ready to kick that dude to the curb. I mean, maybe a year ago, like not even a year ago. They were ready to get rid of this dude. Um, and here he is winning, winning uh, a natty for him. So congratulations to Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how about the how about the uh, the Falcons season being over? Let's hit professional for a second. Uh, the Falcons lost again. They and lost. Now they don't have a coach. Now they don't have a coach. It was in very short order as well. Man, that I was, was so a- close on my prediction, dude. I was so close. Monday morning, he was gone. Yeah, yeah, he was gone. I mean, right at the at, right, right at the stroke of midnight, pretty much, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, we've talked about we want the Falcons to recruit dogs to draft dogs. Yeah. Unfortunately, the rumor is the wrong dog. <laughs> but I think, luckily for us, they are just that. They are just rumors. I don't think yeah. there's anything think- to substantiate any of those claims. Well, it's Lane Kiffin that put the rumor out there. Sure, he was the one that said they should interview Kirby. Yeah. And uh, 
of course he wants Kirby out of his way. Yeah. And plus, he trolls Kirby all the time anyway. Yeah. Him and Kirby troll each other back and forth. They've got a text thread <laughs> where they just go back and forth with each other. <laughs> yeah, I um, I don't think there's any real substance there. I, 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 I don't see him even really interviewing for the job. I doubt Arthur Blank even actually reaches out to Kirby. I hope not. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any any real anything real in that rumor at all i don't personally i i don't see kirby going anywhere um his style of coaching we've talked about this before does not translate to a pro game um not at all just like sabin's didn't translate to a program a pro game um lots of people don't remember sabin was a professional coach for a minute he didn't do well he came back to college he did well um and of course, we know that Kirby Smart's mentor was Nick Saban, and so I, I don't see his game switching over to pro- professional very well. Um, and by God, I hope it's not Bill Belichick either. You don't think that'd go well in Atlanta? I don't. I don't think Bill Belichick in Atlanta would go well at all. I think it takes a <sighs> Atlanta is too um, hip <laughs> for uh, Bill Belichick. You know Thank what I mean? You. Like. We need the sound bites. The Atlanta fans need the sound bites. They need the glitz. They need the glam. They need the flares. They need high flying stuff. They need, like that's what the Atlanta fans need, and that's not what you're going to get from Bill well, Belichick. There's only one answer for all that. Bring it, Coach Prime. Hey, I am not against it, dude. That would be an all in Atlanta. He would be king. Let him build up his coaching career a little bit, get you know, understand coaching a little bit more because I, I know he understands the game. I get yeah. that. I think he needs a few years to really understand coaching. Um, because there's only one way to learn it for real, and that's to do it right. So, like, right. give him a few years, a few more years at, at Colorado, maybe even let Texas AM pay him a whole crap ton of money when their next coach doesn't work out. Yeah, because I, I don't see him leaving for Texas AM or any of those schools right now. I can see him leaving in a couple of years, maybe when when a when one or two of his kids have declared for the draft, right? Right. Um, but I think he'll stay at Colorado for the time being, maybe take another job, but that will be a great place. I I got no problem with Coach Prime coming down here to the A. That, that would be cool. Um, I don't know if he's got hard feelings about the Falcons or not from his time in the past. Not really. I don't think so, no. No, he's. I don't know that he's the biggest fan of Arthur, but I mean, Arthur's is never anybody, done anything wrong to him either. Is anybody an Arthur Blank fan? Raise your hand. <laughs> Raise your hand. Are you? You? What about you? You? No. <laughs> There's no Arthur Blank fans here. Dude, um, is he the Kleiner for Atlanta? Who's Kleiner? Kleiner from the show we're watching, Reacher. Oh yeah, yeah. Is he the Kleiner that like he comes in and just employs a bunch of people, and everybody just worships him because he employs a bunch of people? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) And he starts buying everything up. He owns a dang town now. You know, I've been thinking about the success of Home Depot. Uh huh. And that's where he made his money. Yep. But there was another guy. What was the other guy that was partners with him? Ooh, I can't remember the other guy's name. You got me on that. I'm going to look it up. You just keep talking. 
Well, we know that Arthur Blank currently owns the Atlanta Falcons and um, the Atlanta United. And I think he also, I want to say he has more sports teams, but I can't think of what they are. Um, I know he made most of his money from starting with Home Depot, but I don't, he, it, it was, a, there was another business as well. I can't, I can't think of yeah. right now that Arthur Blank made a bunch of money from. So it was Bernie Marcus. Okay. Bernie Marcus. What about Bernie Marcus? He was the other part of the Home Depot, you know, starting Home Depot. Yep. What if we, we've always thought that, you know, Arthur Blank's this great guy and, you know, now he's sold to Home Depot and he's buying the Falcons, right? <laughs> and, you know, look what he did for at Home Depot. He built this awesome business. What if he's just not that guy? He was just what there. Bernie was that guy. What Bernie if, was, what that guy. was that guy. Yeah, and he happened to just be the guy beside him. You know, kind of like Chuck and John. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, you can do a podcast with somebody else. I try to do a podcast by myself, and I'm like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. It wouldn't go over quite as well. What? Yeah, Arthur could have just been the money. Yeah. He could have yeah, just brought so a little bit of finance to the situation, not have been the mastermind at all. Which, if you look at the Atlanta Falcons, the Atlanta United, he doesn't seem to be much of the mastermind in either of those situations either. He hires pretty much everybody to call yeah. shots for him. I mean, he yeah, really signs the checks. Maybe, maybe... Bernie had that ability to put the right people in the right places. And Dude. and Arthur Blank try to put people in the right places, but he's not building a team. He's just spending money. So is Bernie Marcus still alive? Yeah. He is? I think so. Dude, we need Bernie Marcus to buy the Falcons. He's uh, 89 years old. We need Bernie Marcus to buy the Falcons. No, he's 94 years old. Holy crap. Um, yeah, I don't think he's – he did more philanthropy. <laughs> he's probably not up for something like that right now. <laughs> he was more of – he did more charity work Uh huh. with his, his money afterwards. Oh, imagine that. So. Imagine that. Whereas Arthur was buying sports teams. Yeah. Um, dude um, – so that's our football wrap-up for this week. Last football wrap-up of the season. Thank you, guys. Yep. We we'll appreciate it. see you in nine months with that. We might, we might have a coaching update here or there for the Falcons, but other than that, no football for a while. No, but we're getting closer to racing season. Yes, we are, man. Yes, we are. What's, what's the latest update for uh, Oxen Ford Racing, man? We got some irons in the fire that we really can't talk about right now. Okay, that's fair enough. But you've Just got some connections that you're making. There's stuff going on in the background. Okay. Charlie had gone to a uh, racing industry show this weekend for the first time, and he's learning how to talk to people. Some of it's good. Some yeah. Of the things we're hearing is good. Uh, he's making some good connections. He might be going to a chassis school in like two weeks. In really? Pennsylvania. Dang. So, That'd be a big deal, man. Yeah. This kid's going to be making a lot of connections if he get keeps going some, to these classes and get, stuff like that. Get him some knowledge. He wants to put him a YouTube channel together. Um, yeah. I told him, I said, well, look, you got to have something. You know, his 
his thing is like like you know working through synergy and stuff and speed you they kind of present charlie as this blue collar racer mm-hmm. where he's not on daddy's money he's not the guy sitting in the trailer waiting for sure um waiting to just to say okay get the car and go out i said well if that's going to be how you're presented then people need to see you you know you're designing your own graphics on the side of your car yep you know he's been working on that this week it's looking yep. good cool um, i could send you a picture of that and maybe you could yeah you know, yeah even throw that up in there yeah um, of course send me a picture of talking about it yeah, so he needs to be recording himself. He needs to be like documenting um, the designing of, all, of of these graphics. He needs to be documenting him working on the race car, finishing everything up. Like he he really needs to be doing all that for this YouTube channel if he really wants to start it. Then yeah, and you know just get out there and I think a lot of people would love to see the journey, the ground up journey as well. You know what I mean? Like um there's there's probably some race fans out there who who would like to reminisce on when they were freaking 14 yeah. 15 years old and getting their first uh hobby car or i mean most guys probably weren't getting their first hobby car at that age but still you know what i mean like a lot of a lot of a lot of people would like to watch that yeah he got to meet jeremy mayfield this weekend that's yeah. awesome that's a pretty big name in nascar man he met uh chris ferguson that runs uh dirt super late models which he's already a ferguson fan so that's that fantastic was cool. that was pretty cool for him but yeah I that's just awesome. sent you, i sent you that side okay awesome here. yeah that's i've got it been working on uh, let's see here and you know we're oh, gonna man, tweak it a little bit. it's hard to tell it's you know those colors on the computer don't really translate to the colors that we're going to use we're going sure. to use that fluorescent red that we use on everything but uh I'm proud of him. I'm glad he's getting out there and trying to do it. And, it, you know, he's like, Dad, my goal is to get to where you just come to the track. You don't have to spend no money. I'm like, ah, sounds Yeah, good. dude. <laughs> we like that. Man, what a good kid. So, what a good so, kid, man. You know, the, he, it's, it's weird to talk about it because you, you almost, what they, you know, Joe Rogan talks about that imposter syndrome sometimes. Sure. Like, you just feel weird the way things are falling into place. Yeah, yeah. Like, you and, don't quite belong in that in yeah, that situation. Man, this, is, this is weird how that just, you know, but sometimes it does. Um, yeah. But we got uh, Paul's, Paul's cars dropped off at the body shop. We did that last week, I think. Awesome. Um, still waiting to hear back from them on getting it straightened out, so. Yeah, his he you got to straighten his front end out? Yeah, the front end got whacked over a little bit so yeah and then we had some friends friends of ours went to um alabama to the ice bowl this weekend they had 74 of those hot shots show up and uh one of them that uh they were pretty good friends with he kevin scott he finished fourth or fifth somewhere in there wow so he had a real good run yeah that's a good showing right there man that's a good showing. That's awesome, man. I'm excited for both of them to get back on the track and and, and to be racing in different different classes now. Yeah, be fun. yeah that, that makes it easier to root for both of them. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's so funny. <laughs> you were having to root against your brother. Yeah. Did you even look at him as your brother, like when Charlie was racing against him, or was he just number whatever? Um, I can't even I can't remember his number off the top of my head, but I cannot disclose that information. <laughs> yeah, I wanted Charlie to beat everybody out there. Even if his mama was out there racing, I'd be cheering on Charlie. <laughs> you know? Did she know that? Probably. She'd probably be cheering on Charlie even if she's out there racing. Oh, she would probably funny. be the worst to get in a race car, though, because she's got this weird – she's very competitive. Yeah. So she don't compete. Does that make sense? Yeah, she's she's hyper competitive. Like, so just she's hyper competitive, so she avoids competition. Sure. So, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Uh, I I uh, I can only imagine Mary Beth in a in a race car. That would be pretty funny to watch. <laughs> that would be pretty wild. <laughs> that may be a hidden talent. You never know. You never know. Charlie got it from somebody. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You ready to take a little ad break, man? Yeah, let's take a little ad break. <laughs> All right, Chucker. So, so we are coming back in with uh, a little bit of wildness, a little bit of artificial intelligence. Um, we touched on it earlier in the show. Um, I was listening to a Rogan podcast not too long ago, and there is this guy on there. I think his name was Asa Raskin, if I remember correctly. Don't quote me on the name. But um he was talking about he's working with artificial intelligence to essentially decode animal languages, bro. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> they've started recording um, like large groups of animals, video recording and audio recording, giving it all to this artificial intelligence database and letting the database analyze it and all of that stuff. Um few little uh, interesting points, and I'm trying to remember all this off the top of my head. I should have pulled up something before the show, but whatever. Um, a few of the things that, that were really, really interesting. Um, one of the animals that they were uh, studying was parrots. And what they learned is that parrots will go up to each of their babies and whisper their names in their ears until they start responding to it. And each... It, it, they name their young. They name all of their babies. Um, and I thought that was really interesting how it'll just keep going up to their babies and whispering the names until they begin to react to it, until they begin to respond. Just like we would a dog, you know, when you get a new dog, you just keep calling its name until they respond. So is it like a bird sound? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're bird chirps. It's just okay. the artificial intelligence, the AI has been able to tell the difference between this particular chirp, this particular chirp, this particular chirp. And it'll only use these particular chirps when referring to these particular birds. And so their names. Um, okay. The parrots <laughs> can talk. Yeah, they have their own language. But I, I know, but they will talk. They will say like. Well, my uncle had one that I can't really say what it would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, okay, yeah. So you're talking about the English. Yes, they will yeah. recite English. Yeah. So I wonder if they will could be like taught to refer to their kids as like Bob. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe we could teach them English names like <laughs> for their young. Bob. <laughs> that would be pretty sweet. That would be pretty sweet. Bob's just a parrot that's over there. It's just dumb as rip. 
Oh, <laughs> that would be uh, really funny if we could do that. Um, now, one of the other studies that they did that they're doing um, in the process of doing is with dolphins. And we've talked about dolphins a lot on this show um, in, in previous episodes. Uh, we know they are super intelligent. We know that the U.S. Navy has a fleet of dolphins that they have on reserve ready to use. We don't know what for. Um, we know that we train them back in like the 70s to detect water mines right? Um, underwater mines. Um, but now who knows what the heck they'd be used for. But anyway, they're out in Hawaii. Anyway, uh, the artificial intelligence is studying dolphin languages. And what they figured out, dolphins also named their young. Um, they, they, they were able, some trainers were able to teach a dolphin um, a gesture. And don't ask me how, but they were able to teach this dolphin the gesture of do something you've never done before. Um, so <laughs> what's crazy is if you think about that, that dolphin is then able to have complete memory of everything it's ever done. It's able to create a new movement that it's never done before. So it's able to remember and it's able to create and it, it, well, it, it's able to remember everything and then it's able to negate all of that, to not do any of it. And then it's able to innovate something new. So dolphins are really, really smart. They're super intelligent. So this dolphin can, these dolphins learn how to do something new. And they'll, what was really interesting is when they put two dolphins together and they said, do something together that you've never done before. The dolphins go down to the bottom of the pool they exchange some sonic information. They talk back and forth, basically. They both come up, do a brand new trick they've never done before in, in synchronicity. Like, boom, together at the same time. This ain't real. They, they've, got it, they've got it all documented. I'm not saying it's real or not real. I'm just reading. I'm learning these scientific studies. I'm seeing what science is learning right now. And that's what we've, that's where we're at. So continuing with the dolphins though, um, like I said, they have their own languages. They have, they name their young, they do all that. One of the other animals they also examined was false killer whales, which are basically dolphins that kind of look like killer whales. Um, they just are named false killer whales. Um, well, in this particular part of the world, dolphins and false killer whales come together at one point in the year to hunt together. So these dolphins have their own language. These false killer whales have their own language. When the two pods come together, they have a third distinct language that they speak to each other to hunt together. And they all know it? They all know it. It's a completely separate language. But they're able to communicate. It, 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 man, how crazy is that? that... <laughs> yeah, we're why learning a lot about need, it. Why do we know, need to know this stuff? <laughs> why do we need to know this stuff? Well, I don't know why we need to know it. Um, I'm certainly curious about it. I don't know why I need to know it, though. That's an interesting question. 
Why do we need to know it as a civilization or as a society? I think we need to know our place in the world. I think that's part of it. I think we need to know our place on this earth, man. Um, We have dominion over this earth, but that doesn't necessarily mean we're like, I don't know, man. I, I think I think I think a lot of animals are way more intelligent than we give them credit for. Oh yeah, that's definitely true. Um, I'll say that. I, so it got me thinking when you were saying all that about the do something you've never done, all right? And then yeah. you got the killer whales, the orcas that yeah. are attacking the boats. Yeah. For fun. Yeah. So they're telling the other one, "Hey, this was fun." <laughs> yeah. Let's go do yeah. this. Yeah, that's what they they're uh, the scientists that have been researching those particular instances of the killer whales attacking boats. They're quite sure that it's just a game. It's like some thug killer whales out there, and they're like, "Man, we're gonna <laughs> watch this, dude." Yeah, they're out. They're just out there vandalizing. Essentially, it's just yeah. a game for them. It just gets their juices flowing. They're like vandalizing boats. Yeah, they're they're attacking the rudders on most of them. Um, and yeah, so that's why the scientists are pretty sure that they, they don't necessarily mean harm or danger or anything like that to people. They're just having fun hmm. so and teaching the game to other killer whales. There's like skater whales. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. Old schools, not the new school skaters that are skating <laughs> or anything. Do you think they have like a, like a version of Avril Lavigne's skater boy that plays like he was I a skater you... boy. He's a see you later boy. Yeah. It's a. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm just a Weller boy. <laughs> I, uh, a boat tipping over. Nower boy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh yeah, that's great, man. So we do. We have we have these skater boy um, orcas out there in the well, ocean. But have you that's, seen? That's one of the things I wanted to talk about on the show was all that artificial intelligence stuff. Have you seen the videos where the people's teaching their dogs to press the button and it says different things? I've heard about the videos. I'm aware of a little bit of the intelligence, and there. So dogs are are making the correct choices when they have English words written on there, right, or something right. like that. Right. It's really and, weird. But there was this one where the dog was concerned about somebody that was sitting on the couch. But there was nobody on the couch. They think the dog was seeing a ghost. Well, that's been something. I mean, we've, uh, people have talked about that for a long time. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast, but animals getting these six senses, you know, they've done studies on dogs. A dog can, can sense their owner coming home. Yeah. Like it'll be like, it'll get, um, you know, uh, excited and anxious and all that stuff uh, minutes before the, the the owner is even pulled into the driveway. They just have this sixth sense about them. I've watched that with my dogs. Like, cars can go up and down the driveway. I mean, up mm-hmm. and down the dirt road. Mm-hmm. But Mary Beth comes home, and they they start standing up, you know, when she's probably a quarter mile away. That's crazy, man. That's really crazy. You know, we sit here and we like to talk about how dogs may, uh, dogs aren't that smart. We're so smart. We can build. We can do all these things. And I agree with that. But until recently, a dog could understand a whole lot more English than we could wolves. You know what I'm saying? Well, uh, <laughs> a dog is smart enough to live in the house and not plot to kill its owner. 
<laughs> that's right. That's right. They, they are as a species. They have said, you know what? These folks let us sleep inside. <laughs> they feed us. Let's every not day. kill them. Cats. They have not made that decision. Dude, my my girls. Here's the thing. My girls covered in scratches right now from Toby. Yeah, covered in scratches. Because it's, it's a cat. It's a yeah. wild animal. Yeah, that cat. is a killer. Yes, it is a trained killer. Trained killer. They are very good at it too. And you can't get it to kill for you. <laughs> nope. It kills for it. Right. My, you right. know, a dog. You can teach them to kill for you. Because they, you let them sleep in the house. That's right. That's right. The cat is letting you sleep in the house. That's so weird. That's so weird. What if you woke up to a cat just eating you? It thought you were dead or something. Oh. I bet that's I happened before. I won't ever have to worry about that. <laughs> no cat. No indoor cats for you? <laughs> no, we've had this discussion in my house. We're not cat people. We tried. Yeah. We tried. Yeah, we've tried a couple of times in the past. I guess we didn't learn our lesson. We we didn't learn our lesson. Um, we've got to we've got to try again. <laughs> well, you're still at that age. Y'all I guess. I guess. I guess. All right. So we're gonna hit our new segment, the conspiracy corner. You ready for this, ma'am? Yes. Are we gonna have some cool intro music for it eventually? Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely gonna figure something out for like it. Like Starsky and Hutch. Yeah. Maybe. You know, maybe. I like. I don't know. For some reason, right now, I watched that movie, The Iron Claw, this weekend. Uh huh. And I'm hooked on '80s wrestling graphics. <laughs> well, '80s wrestling graphics were awesome. Yeah, they were. That's what yeah, yes. Macho Man was born out of. Yeah. I mean, I, I and I love Macho Man Randy Savage. Snap to slip him. <laughs> the cream of the crop. All right. Um, pulling up the conspiracy corner for this week. Here is the conspiracy. During Prohibition, the government poisoned alcohol to keep people from drinking. That's, That's the conspiracy. Um, here's the truth of it. Crazy conspiracy theories almost always suggest the government is behind it all. And they were right again. Manufacturers of industrial alcohol had been mixing their product with dangerous chemicals for years prior to Prohibition. But between 1926 and 1933, the federal government pushed manufacturers to use stronger poisons to discourage bootleggers from turning the alcohol into moonshine. That didn't stop the bootleggers or their customers, and by the end of Prohibition, more than 10,000 Americans had been killed by tainted booze. Limiting alcohol is a health advice doctors can agree on, but these uh, 11 health controversies and conspiracies will still divide, and this just goes on. It wants me to dive into yeah. some more conspiracies, but I don't want to do that. So, What do you think about that, ma'am? Have you ever heard of that one before? So basically they were making, like, people might want to drink rubbing alcohol, and they said, no, let's put poison in that rubbing alcohol. Which is probably still in that rubbing alcohol because it will make you sick if you drink it. From what I've heard, I've never tried it. I have um, not either. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think they're doing that. I think they're part of the fentanyl problem in the United States right now. The government. Yeah, because, okay, I have this. It kind of goes to what I heard on a podcast the other day about how the 
the 60s music and the drug culture was kind of pushed up and brought up by the CIA to help eliminate the drugs and the psychedelics. Sure. Because they said, sense. look at these dirty hippies doing their LSD. Yeah, we absolutely. We can't have that. Yeah, we can't have this. Yeah. Yeah. So, or y'all can't have this. We need to be able to. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so you take that mindset and then you look at uh, the chopper shows on Discovery Channel. Mm-hmm. We built up all this chopper stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then we had people, people have been building their own motorcycles since the beginning of motorcycles. Sure. Right? Yeah. And getting them tagged and licensed. Well, as the popularity of the show come up, they said, oh, we can't have people building their own motorcycles. So they made a new law that you can only build one or two motorcycles a year and have it tagged. Like, say, you built it from from scratch. They come up with this law for that. Orange County Choppers made a – they basically created a law? They didn't create the law. The government right. took but the popularity the of the motorcycle, and then it caused the law to happen. Wow. All right. Then you look at the gun shows that come on mm. the Discovery. Yep. And that was like, oh, cool. Guns are cool. Guns are cool. I like guns. I do too. Um, and then they come up with that, and then they ended up going after these small people that um, build and manufacture gun modification parts and stuff like that. Yep. Then you look at the Diesel Brothers. They come up. Oh, look, the Diesel Brothers. This show is popular. Yep. So I think they're prop. They might be propping these, you know, being producer type situations mm-hmm. where they make this thing mainstream so they can attack it. Sure. Yeah. They're like, essentially propping it up. They're instigators. Yeah. Yeah. Just so like they were at uh, the FBI was at January 6th and the, the Governor Whitmer freaking yeah. kidnapping and all these other things. Yeah. They're in all this stuff. And, Inciting, inciting, inciting. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that is a, that's a conspiracy theory in this week's conspiracy corner that we can fully believe that the powers that be wanted to stop alcohol. They wanted to stop it totally for whatever reason, even though I don't know what their thinking was behind it. They, they were able to get the, the religious side of the thing to get those people to flip oh for sure and uh but i don't know what the end game of the government's point of view of it was with the alcohol yeah yeah i mean unless it was just to be a more productive worker in the i think it was just to be that much more controlling yeah to be a better everything in america since the industrial revolution has been geared towards making you a better worker for the corporate powers. Yeah, absolutely. For the powers that be. Yeah, sure. Yeah. We, I mean, well, um, Rockefeller or was it Rockefeller? Who did, who designed the, um, the school system? I believe that was Rockefeller. So the school yeah. system, they want you to, they don't want you to learn in a way that expands your mind. They want you to learn in a way that makes you a good rule follower absolutely yeah don't don't think outside the box do do not be uh don't be thinking about these other things don't have free thinking 
or even yeah. really good um, decision making or critical thinking. You know what that's I mean? Why, that's why I've never been a big fan of very strict dress codes. Like I understand mm. you had to have some guidelines. Sure. But like, you know, saying saying somebody needs to to wear a uniform to school is basically saying we can't we instead of enforcing this is what you should wear we're saying you wear this uniform because you're going to wear a uniform the rest of your life whether you're in jail mm. working for industry or you're a cop yeah so we're yeah. going to go ahead and brainwash you to dress the way we want you to dress yeah absolutely or military i mean or there's military so you know yeah so that's so crazy man i I'm with you though. I think I think that has been a lot a lot of it. I think, I mean, control has been a huge part of it, um, and and preparing us for that sort of lifestyle, that worker bee lifestyle, you yeah. know, um, where we're just working for the weekend, constantly working for the weekend. Um, I do. I think you're right on that. I think I think the government has put a lot of things in place to train us to be like that. And I think that's part of why they don't like the American farmer. Yeah, they prop mm -hmm. them up with subsidies and stuff. But when it comes down to it, they don't like the freedom that the farmer represents. It's yeah, like, I was about to say the subsidies don't don't necessarily do the farmer any good. Right. Because <laughs> then right. he doesn't have to go out there and earn his buck. Um, there's a quote in Easy Rider. Okay. It's about freedom. Mm. This ought to be interesting. It's one of my favorite movies because it 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 goes it talks about so much of this stuff that mm -hmm. you know it's uh it's like they're 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 talking it's like oh yeah they're going to talk to you they're going to talk to you all about into individual freedom. But when sure. they see a free individual, it's going to scare them. Mmm. Mmm. That's true. So they're they're saying, oh, look at all this stuff you get to do." Blah 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 blah. That's blah, true. Blah, 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 blah. But when you got somebody that's actually a free thinker, they're going to yeah. make you into the to an evil person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oof. And both both sides do it. Sure. Sure. Like we, we yeah, politically, yeah, absolutely. We don't know anything about Vic Ramaswamy. No, know, but I know he made his I'm, money from from pharmacy from pharmaceuticals. We can question that. Yeah, I'm, yeah, but automatically, the the Trumpkin, the the far right Trumpkin, you know, the guy that lives and dies by whatever Donald Trump says, uh, is automatically this guy's a plant. Sure, sure. He's saying the same thing Donald Trump's saying. Yeah. So, you know, that guy is somewhat thinking free. So yep. it's, they don't like that. That guy's a plant. He's got to be a plant. Got to be. <laughs> uh, Bernie Sanders. Come uh, on. You know, yeah, all the houses and all that. Let's not talk about that. Let's just talk about, let's look at it like, <laughs> like we didn't know that. Right, right. Like old school Bernie Sanders. We didn't know yeah. about all the houses. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, what did his side do? They squashed him because he wasn't, he was yep. a free individual, but he was, you know, 
He wasn't marching to their tune, though. He wasn't marching. Alex Jones. Yep, that's another one. Got to toe the line. Joe Rogan. That's how they go after him about the whole ivermectin thing. Sure, sure. The media did for sure. Um. So yeah, you get they they don't like freedom. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, they don't. Certainly, uh, I I think the government would prefer for us to not think for ourselves. And and the reason why corporations want the government to do influence the government into making you know different labor laws and stuff and and stuff like that is that way they can't they're not looked at as the necessarily the bad guy. Right. Right. Uh, an example of that is Walmart supported free health care, the Obamacare. Mm-hmm. Well, why did Walmart? Uh, the largest employer in the United States support it because they don't want to compete for people to work there. Like had to compete against UPS Mm. that has great health care for their Mm -hmm. employees. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Interesting. Spiral rabbit hole. (laughs) Well, Hey, I mean, typically speaking, if it involves, if it involves the government, there is probably uh, no good. It's probably shady. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's so corrupt. Either. I don't trust either side. No, I don't either. Um, I don't either. I think they're – I really I really don't trust people that are excited about being a leader. Mm. Yeah. That's, I, I, that's something – I think we've talked about it on the podcast before. The best leader is a reluctant leader. Yes, I like reluctant leaders. I'm like, well, I guess you're. I'm your guy then. Uh, yeah, I guess there's no one else here. Okay. You know, but these guys that their dreams to be president. Yeah, I don't like that. You can't trust that guy. Who wants that job? No, no one should want that job. No Nobody. one should want that weight. You know, so. if you do want it, it's for it's for personal gain purposes. It's for power. It's for pride. It's yeah. for whatever. I think I I think you know Trump did some good things while he was in president while he was president the economy was better gas was cheaper all this stuff sure but I think at the end of the day is he'd already made all this money he was already famous on TV so yep. what's left uh president let's go do that yes. then. <laughs> let's okay, go do that are, then how are we going to get president well this group thinks this but this group's easy to infiltrate <sighs> This one over here doesn't have a strong leader right now. You can yeah. probably and and you have given to both parties over the career of your over your business career, so you can kind of be whatever you want to be. That's right. That's right. So, That's a good point. That's a good point. You think it, it could have just been the next mountain for him to conquer? Yeah. Yeah. A guy who has everything. Yeah, I mean, and and I pre- I appreciate the low gas prices, and I'd love to have them back. <laughs> I mean, if he wants to be a president again, you know, if he lives, he does. Um, he does certainly want to be president again. I I welcome him back, but yeah, I don't trust him. Yeah, I don't either. I don't trust any of them. I don't trust his his brand of Christianity that he claims he is. Yeah, you know. Well, that's uh, that's a whole another topic. We've never had a president who didn't claim to be Christian. Right. 
It's never existed. So um, eventually, you, you know, you're going to get some weird ones and you're going to get some guys who are very, in, um, and I don't know President Trump personally, but you mm -hmm. are, uh, you're going to eventually get people who are inauthentic, right? You're going to, they're just claiming the religion because they have to. Yeah. Yeah. I think his son's probably pretty cool to hang out with. He probably looks kind of cool to hang out with, right? <laughs> He'd probably be more fun than Hunter Biden just because you could survive the weekend. I was about to say, Trump Jr., Donald Trump Jr. looks like the guy who would do cocaine and hookers and not be like strung out on the bed for days. Like he does the cocaine and hookers. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> I'm sorry to, I don't know if that's all right or not, but I know you know what I mean? Like he looks, cocaine. he looks like he makes the cocaine and hookers look fun while Hunter makes the cocaine and hookers look terrible. Yeah. He, he's going and getting the premium. Stuff. Yeah. 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 Hunter Biden's going down to, you know, Stewart Avenue in Atlanta. <laughs> Metropolitan, hey, it's whatever it's called. Metropolitan now. now. Get Excuse it right. Me. Excuse me. <laughs> Get it right. Still the same road. Still got the same uh, stuff on it. <laughs> Don Jr., dude. He would be a lot of fun to party with. Hunter, though, Hunter would be a lot of fun, too. I think he's a wild boy. He is wild. He's he a wild boy. Wild. And then and you might be able to paint a little bit with him. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah, painting's fun. <laughs> All right, man. You got a meme for me this week, dude? I do. I do have a meme. How are you? <laughs> well, Gosh, this is hilarious. It is a picture of Dana White's body with Napoleon Dynamite's face photoshopped onto it, and it says Napoleon Dana White. This looks like somebody we know. <laughs> it looks like somebody we know. It looks like someone we know and sometimes listens to the show. You got me, dude. You got me. Who do you think this looks? Like? Can you call him out by name, or do we got to wait until after the show? Name, but um, I'll just say that he works with us. It doesn't do it doesn't do me enough good. It doesn't do me enough good. Okay, I'll figure it out. I'll figure. It, you'll have. You'll probably just have to tell me because I'll tell I, you after the show. Yeah, tell me after the show. That's. It's a hilarious meme, though. I absolutely love it. Um, I'm a big Dana White fan and Napoleon Dynamite fan, so it works out. Thank you so much. Great meme. I love it. It's a good show. Good to me. Been a good show, man. We got to shout out um, the Eating Chambers. Go check them out. The Eating Chambers check channel. It's on YouTube, um, just like we are again. Yeah. Uh, We're going to um, have Drew on here for too long. Yeah, I'm sure he'll jump on an episode. I think he's... Uh, he's going to cater the Uno tournament, which we still have to hammer the date down yep. for. Let's do well, that today. We're, we're kind of waiting for Sonoa to come out with their schedule. Ah, I see. I see. Because see what the racing you know, schedule Saturday looks like. Practice and a Saturday podcast would, uh, you know, we need that's a lot. So yeah, I got you, man. I got you. We'll figure yeah. it all out. Thank you yeah. so much, Night Shifters, for listening to episode one twenty six. Make sure you check out the Eating Chambers channel on YouTube and last night's up. coffee on YouTube. Oh yeah, like us, subscribe to us, uh, uh, do all that, review all us, rate us on Spotify, and we'll see y'all next week. Later on.